Welcome, adventurers. Here's what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. With the battle quickly getting out of hand for the party, the tides turning in favor of Erica, Chucky, and Sardo, the cacophony of rolling thunder and the brilliance of lightning strikes lancing across the sky momentarily cease. Through a part in the clouds, a divine intervention swoops down in the form of four pegasi. Seeking hope, the party continues to fight their way to the noble mounts, using every bit of their strength they have left to attempt an escape. And now, on with the show. That a boy, William. She stung the life right out of him. I mean... I did 50-something well, damage, not but I mean, that's semantics. not... Yeah. I shall run around this backside, around the dead body of Sardo, past William the Wasp, give him a high five Zable. on my way by, boom, to boom. Dreg, who I will bend over and lay on hands for my one last point of health. Unfortunately, escaping the grapple was your action. Oh, crap. Okay, I will do all that without delay on hands, grab Drag, and drag him to, if I can, drag, drag him to the last I'm gonna Pegasus. Drag him. I'm going to drag Drag. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't have much movement left, but you and Drag's body can definitely get to the, uh, the unmounted uh, Pegasus left, absolutely. Yeah. So you've got a hand on him, you're sitting there ready to grab him and hop onto this horse. Yes. Uh, but putting putting himself, I am protecting him still from anything else that might attack us. He's going to be behind me. Absolutely. Mia, you're up. Hammer's still out there. Storm's still raging yeah, yeah. above. I know. How does Erica look? Erica looks very bad. Yeah, I... Do I feel like these Pegasus, like came from Thor. Like, do I have a feeling? Their saddles like are emblazoned with Thor's symbol. Yes. Exactly. You okay. 100%. So it's very much like, I got someone upstairs looking out for me. I'm gonna be okay. I see drag being dragged by Shikara. I, uh, I'm standing next to my mount. I, uh, it just takes movement to get up on Half it, your right? movement Not to actions. get on, yeah. So let's get on the Pegasus next to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna call lightning. Like I've never called lightning before onto <laughs> Erica. And see where that gets me. Smoke her ass. I'm gonna try. Let's see. Also, I realized in the meantime I wasn't using my reaction, which is my bad. It's like, oh, I have too much to remember. Oh yeah, you have a lot of stuff. So she gets a 14 for her dexterity saving throw. Okay, so it was a 16 DC, so okay. she takes 5d turn and that gives me 20 27 lightning damage again your control over the mastery of this storm this lightning lances down into erica and i forgot her cat oblivious which also fails they both take actually i i call it to a five point a five foot like i can get cat one and cat three it also fails. So two Catablepus and Erica take 27 damage. The Catablepus wow. are fine. Okay. I mean, not fine, but like they're... Sar- Sardo's mount uh, looks okay. Erica's 
its its thick furry brown legs almost start to buckle under Erica's weight, but it stays on its feet. Erica, however, her one her remaining right arm and the crystal, she, she throws them out as this lightning lances into her chest. Her crystalline arm shatters, explodes, and her body smashes yes. to the stone floor. Yes! Yeah. Um, Sh- Shikara is not right. bonus yeah. action. That's what I was just thinking. I, you know what, though? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. When I mounted the ho- when I mounted <laughs> the Pegasus, the Pegasus was cool. Was Erica cool with me, right? Finally, meets her. You maker. had no problem getting on the Pegasus. Um, my bonus hammer is gonna take a swing at Chucky. What? Well, he didn't do anything. <laughs> He's just sitting in the bathroom. Living. <laughs> what do you, What do you mean? <laughs> I never liked Chucky. Yeah, he's a jerk. That's a 26 to hit. <laughs> that hits, yeah. <laughs> uh, six force damage. Okay. I rolled a one. So lame. I rolled so many ones in this fight. Man, Thor's the bomb. Oh. <laughs> I know that's aging me, but... Drake makes a death saving throw. He passes. Got a boy, Drake. Nice. Can take the wizard out of the magic, but can't take the magic out of the wizard. That's right. Also, it was only half my movement to mount that Pegasus, so I would assume my Pegasus flew like forty-five. Oh yes, you can. You can like ask it also to to. Well, it's not a, anybody. You can get it to move. You can get it to dash. It could. So if you wanted to take flight, it, it absolutely can. You have no problem. You do not have to make an animal animal handling check to get it to go. It's a. Uh... It's gone, but like within range of maintaining my spells for the moment. Okay, you, you can put it I mean? up. Like Falsy's like ninety feet up in the air. You can go up and fly around him if you like. As long as I can still call my lightning. You are still well within one hundred twenty foot range of it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so drags good shaft. You're up. Is the is my mount now freed? Yes, your Pegasus is no longer restrained. Okay. I'm going to reach down into my pouch, chuck my potion of greater healing. Ooh. That's not bad. That's, uh, I regain 19 points of health. Very nice. Very nice. And then I will tell the, tell the mount to go up there, 90 feet. <laughs> Say, take off, let's go. You can have it disengage, right? You can dash, disengage, or dodge if you wanted to, because you're still it's still yep. next to the Catablipa, so you can definitely have it disengage okay. and get up there with Fallsy and Mia. Absolutely, disengage. Okay. So, sorry, what was your alignment? You're neutral, right? I am chaotic neutral. Okay. Can you make me an animal handling check, please? I will. I think Emily looks. Sixteen. <laughs> you are you are fine. It also uh, heeds your command and flies up awesome. into the air. Emily. If Shaft is good, you'll what, be fine. What happened to Mia saving Drake? I got him. Um, Shakara dragged her, dragged Drake. So why like tug of war with the man? Like. So Sardo's no, mouse. No, I'm gonna now. save him. <laughs> I killed Erica, so she's like, I gotta. Save. I need bonus points with these Pegasi, damn it. This bleepus, this cattle bleepus of Sardo's, now seeing its its master dead, it just turns. And it begins to flee. It's taken some serious damage. It's not an intelligent beast like these Pegasi. Uh, am I close enough for an opportunity attack? No. Damn. Uh, actually, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, you absolutely can, if you'd like. It is retreating. Of course I would like. 
A beast a retreating. 20, under command of another entity. That definitely hits. Uh, it's only six points of damage. Alright, not enough to kill it. Skip it old sword slash on its hindquarters. Chucky! Wow. Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. He's like looking up at Shaft, 90 feet in the air on this flying horse. Ah! Get down here, Shaft! <laughs> and, you know, he's he's going to follow uh, Sorrow's mount and... No. Actually, he's going to... Jeez, man. What the hell would Chucky do here? He's going to go over to Erica's body. And he, you see him, like, stripping the harness from her dead body, with which the arm... No! Dropped. And he, he snags it. And then we'll take the Bleepus uh, back its movement, following Sardos' fleeing mount. Can't make it too far, though. It's eating up a lot of movement. Back to the top. Uh, Erica's mount is actually going to do the same thing as Sardos. Now that Erica's dead, it just also flees, taking its dash. Let's kill Chucky and get that crystal arm, kids. Falzerin. Up in the air. You said I'm 90 feet in the air? Yep. I think that should be no problemo. I am going to cast Aldrich Blast down at Chucky. Okay. And 19 to hit for the first one. That one does hit, yep. And uh, 12 to hit for the second. The second misses. Three points of force damage. As you activate these bestowed powers from Isabella Good, again, your scabulate atop this pegasi begins to burn. And Bill, pegasi, what were you thinking? the pegasi bucks under your weight. You're and it fall. starts to squirm. Can you make me a dexterity saving throw, no. please? Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. With advantage, right? Do you have any inspiration? Well, right. Plus zero, because I suck. You use a warlock spell. Fifteen. A 15 is exactly what you needed <laughs> to stay on this Pegasus. I, I would recommend not using any of your powers given to you by Isabella again. But Eldritch while Blast you're on is so good. <laughs> Bill, apparently it's not. 90 feet of falling damage yeah, would kill you. Yeah, that would be really bad. <laughs> that's all, that's the way to go using your scapulate. <laughs> hey, if you if you gotta go out, you gotta go out using that scapulate. That's right. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, Shakara, the only one left on the ground. It seems the immediate vicinity has no opponents drawing or bearing down on you. What would you like to do? This is what I want to do. And then I want you to tell me whether you'll let me do it or not. Okay. I want to... The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even say Kidding. <laughs> Lay on hands to drag for that final point of health that I have. Then walk over to Erica and stab her in the back. Snap. Okay. I will let you do that. Make sure... As it's very clear that your opponents are fleeing... We can almost drop out of initiative, but let's play out this final round. I will let you do that. Dreg breathes back into life as he sits up, kind of coughing and sputtering some of the rain that's been in his like mouth that's left a gape from his death rolls. <laughs> but he's alive and conscious. 
And yes, you approach Erica's body. So you like literally flip her over to specifically stab her in the back. Is she? She's laying on her back right now. Yes. I'm not gonna flip her. I'm just. She's laying there. I'm gonna slowly walk over to her, look at her, pick up my sword, and jab it in her heart. And there is no response from her body as you do so. But you definitely strike true, piercing her body. You can hear the the glint and uh, twang of the other end of your sword hitting the rock out her back. Put my foot on her, pull my sword back out, look over at Chucky to make sure he's still running. He's still going. Walk back to Drag in the Pegasus. Okay. Drag will stand up and get on this remaining Pegasus. Mia, you're up. What are you doing here? I'm up in the air. Am I... Do I have to move in order to call lightning, or can I call lightning? No, no. You can definitely call lightning. So, this is going to sound kind of weird, because I'm like, after everyone's dead busting it out. But I'm going to... uh, I'm going to Radiant Soul. I'm going to sprout my wings and transform into my... Into my form. My true form. Because for one minute as a bonus action, I can... uh, fly, which I don't need, but I get the extra uh, 8 radiant damage on my targets. Ah, okay. So, I'm going to... Oh, it's an action to do that. (sighs) Your weapon's still down there. Your spiritual weapon's still down there. I know, but my storm is so powerful. How far does Chucky move each time he moves? Uh, Well, you saw the Catablepus that fled without him. Uh, used its dash to move 60 feet. Just hit him with your lightning. Don't worry about flying. Just Yeah, that's wrong. Okay, let's work. Okay, okay, okay. Reverse. Rewind. Okay, so from up in the air, I can still use my call lightning, so I'm going to call lightning on Chucky and his cattle bleepus. Both of them have to make a deck save. They are both going to fail. 26 damage. And then... If he's still standing, I'll take my spiritual hammer to him. Oh, yeah, he's still up. He looks fine. Both him and his mount look pretty good. Yeah, we, like, didn't hit him forever. Yeah. It's a 28 to hit? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? It's nine damage. Yeah, your hammer smashes into him and kind of, you know, rebounds off of his coral armor, but he's still up. And his mount is still moving. With my... Well, with my lightning, he would have fallen off. Sorry. Okay. I should have said that because with my with my um, divine strike. Sorry, that's not my divine strike. Uh, my thunderbolt strike. So when I deal lightning damage, which would have been my call lightning to a larger, smaller creature, you can push them up to ten feet away. I would choose to push them ten feet away from each other. No, I, I believe say. it says away from you. Does it not? Away from you. Okay, fine. So they're still on mount. Okay. Yeah, they both kind of get pushed. But I will make him make a dexterity check to try to stay on as he is shunted. Okay. Uh, which he does not do very well. So yes, he does come off of the mount. Sweet. Falling prone, basically. Shaft, up in the air. What do you want to do? So I'm going to fly. Have be flying over Chucky as he falls off and, and falls onto the ground prone. I'm going to take my legs and wrap them around the uh, harness <laughs> so and then Greens, take yeah. the uh, take the long bow try to fly over top and try to put a couple arrows down into Chucky 
Alright. Poor guy. He doesn't have to do acrobatics for that. That is uh, a <laughs> 22 to hit. Yeah. And that is... That's only going to be 7 points of damage. And the second one, that's a 23 to hit. That's a little better. That's 10 points of damage. Yeah, both arrows hitting into his armor. He's still still alive. Uh, okay, so I guess he is at the bottom of initiative. So he's going to stand up, have his move, have his move to get back on. And the Bleepus dashes for, for 60 feet. So we can fall out of initiative, but of course Mia's storm is still going. Shaft may want to pursue and uh, Chucky, which obviously on the Pegasus, uh, Pegasi, way faster than Chucky can move. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, yeah. though, in about another in another round, Chucky will get out of the range of your storm, though, because your storm does not move, right? I don't believe that it does. So you can for sure hunt him down. It's basically just a matter of how many rounds and how close you will be to the city to do so. Yeah, I think it's in my best interest to to pummel uh, poor Chucky with arrows. It says that the storm cloud appears in a cylinder. Yeah, so the storm does on a not. Point move. I can on a point I can see, but in I'm just saying in previous episodes we thought it was like following me through the city. Of no, Canada, yeah, honestly. you said that, but it never actually did it. So no, your storm okay. stays right. where you are. It's like, it, it works the same like Dreg's globe of invulnerability. It doesn't move with him, right? It just radiates 10 feet from him and stays where he where he casts it. So, Shakara, you're going to want to get on this Pegasus and get up in the air with the rest of them? I am going to... I don't believe I am anything other than good. But I am... Got something in the back of my head saying otherwise. But you wouldn't know that we're... You wouldn't know we're doing these checks. But I would know that they came from Thor. Yep. Okay. So I'll put my hand on the Pegasus, see what it does, and kind of pet it a little bit. It stirs at your touch. Normally? Like a normal horse would? Yeah. And I'll attempt to get on. Okay. You can make me a dexterity saving throw as it rears up as you climb on it. That's a 16. So you grab, or we like hop into the saddle, grab the harness as it rears back. Drag does not make the check. He falls off of the horse, and, but you stay on and are able to, to keep, keep a hold as it falls back to the ground and kind of its hooves start to, to you know, stomp the floor a little bit as it settles with you on top of it. It, it, it almost seemed like it was an involuntary action of the beast when this happened. I said, whoa, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. And Dreg gets back up. <laughs> a little confused. He hops back on. There's no problem for him to get up on it. Okay. Is it still, it's okay with me being on it? You are, you've, you've made it on it, yep. Okay. I'll... So she's the only person you didn't ask her alignment. Uh, well, I know what her alignment is. He, he I, I, I actually <laughs> was unsure of... I didn't ask what yours was me. I know what, I, like, I know what both of your characters are. But I knew yeah. there was some type of neutrality, whether it's chaotic or otherwise, with Valzerin and Chap. No, Valzerin's good. All right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure, he says. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, Bill. So do you want it? You're trying to spur it to take off? Yes. Let's All right, you can make me an animal handling check with disadvantage. Ooh. 
Damn it, the first roll was a lot better. That's a total 12. 12 is the number you needed to spur the Pegasus into action, and it takes flight. Now the four of you, five of you, I suppose, are all up into the air, and the battle is kind of settling. Shaft with intent to chase Chucky. But your eyes are now kind of drawn to the encampment from this advantage vantage point up high. And you've see, you see now the, the, the result of the activity, of which was clearly spurred by Erica's rage and her cries uh, as you were fleeing her tent. And you can see at the summoning pools clusters of cultists. They're now pouring more and more barrels of the black goo inside of it. You see a cultist at the edge of each pool has their throat slit gouts of their blood adding to the black and red swirls of the pools. The, the the sacrificer just lets them go and their bodies fall in sink into these whirlpools. And kind of at the closest one, that would be closest to like the storage tent that you saw Thunder run off to, you see a giant weasel being sacrificed and thrown into the pool. <laughs> no! <laughs> Suddenly, like as if a volcanic eruption these twisting dark green vines blast from the pool's thick, like 15 foot around thickness of these vines reach up. Three of them start to spread onto the dome. At each of the tips, they split off into smaller vines as it's like these tendrils reaching out and grabbing along the safety dome. What do you want to do? I can't. I can't in good conscience let Chucky creep back into my life yet again. So while I've got the uh, definitely advantage of height and I can pot shot some arrows into his skull, I'm going to continue to do that until uh, I see anything that might pose some kind of a threat. The rest of you? Mia, what do you want to do? You've got another, I'll say you got like two more blasts of this storm before Chucky gets out of its range. So you can aid Shaft if you wanted to also to take out Chucky. Yeah, I was thinking I would aid Shaft. Um, I'm particularly interested in this arm that he took from Erica. Okay. I think our party could use something like that, so I'll call lightning on him. Okay. Shakara, what are you doing? I imagine I have my hands full controlling the Pegasus and keeping Drag on the horse. Drag has his arms tightly wrapped around your strong dragonborn waist, yes. That I don't have any ranged weapons, so and I don't have any. No, but left. Uh, again, we're not an initiative, so if you wanted to split from what they're doing and do something on the ground, you absolutely can, right? Like this is the time we'll just be doing all, all simultaneously, kind of thing. Um, I do want. How close are we to the camp? Uh, from up here, it looks like you're about half a mile or so. I, I just want to. That's where I'm headed. I want to scout out what's going on with the camp. That's that's what I'm doing. Falzern. How far would I be from Chucky and his mount? Uh, you were all kind of flying like 90 feet above him, basically. Like the, the, the extent of the movement of the Pegasus. Pegasus. <laughs> so you also want to aid in destroying the innocence of Chucky? I think Chucky's innocence was destroyed yeah, a long time ago. When he became a stormtrooper. <laughs> Finally, I'm glad someone noticed that Stormtrooper token for Chucky. I, I noticed, but I wasn't going to say anything. 
Okay, so if the if the intent is to hunt down Chucky, that is fine. We don't need any rolls. You have the advantage. Lightning raining down. Arrows raining down. If Falzerin, you want to expend some spell slots, though, we will track that, depending on what you want to do, or if you're going to cantrip them. I would just use cantrips. Okay. Um, I was thinking Elders about Blast getting again? with the- <laughs> 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 That is a good spell. <laughs> It does. For for the sake of keeping track of who deals the death blow, though, I mean. <laughs> no, we're not going to roll out the damage. We know Mio would do it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let me see. What's the... Okay, so Firebolt would work. It's 120 feet. That's why I picked Eldritch Blast, because that's such a long... Uh... All right, here's, here's what we're going to do. Falls are in. Roll me damage for Firebolt. See whose damage wins. This is all going to get cut out. <laughs> we're going to roll the damage. We're going to cut out actually going through it, and then we'll give the you, listener, the verdict of who lands the killing blow. We are still moving Six. in. Six. Why would you say you, listener, if you're going to cut this out? <laughs> because that snarky comment is now getting cut out. That's the cut point. So thank you. I was waiting for you to say something sassy. Yeah, that means it's going to be Six. Lifted. Six fire damage. Okay, Hydratia. <laughs> Such next is Shakara, who has no range. Mia, you are next in initiative with the lightning bolt, so just roll your damage. Is he going to do a dex check? Roll your damage. Do what I'm telling you. Okay. Well, Hydratia? Like he can't get away, so... 26. Right? This is why we don't need to do this if you were whining about the final blow. <laughs> uh, Shaft, you're up. 11 points of damage. Uh, second... Uh, that would be another ten. Back to the top with Falsey. Five fire damage. And Chucky goes down. And Mia with the last remaining 17 points he has left. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled 17. <laughs> wow. And Mia's lightning second strike just as he's getting out of the range of your storm. Blasts into Chucky and his mount, killing them both. Okay, Thank you've you. murdered poor innocent Chucky, who never got a single break in the entirety of his hunched-backed life. Mm. What now? I don't think that's quite true. I mean... Oh, that's entirely true. You don't know no. the shit Chucky's seen. No. But now, that he armor, was carrying, though. He was carrying the... What did you call it that Erica had on? He, so if you were if you want to so Mia wanted to get the harness so she can swoop down. Are you all landing now? To to be honest, I want to look at his armor. But anyway. Sure. No, you can also also do that. Absolutely. Uh, so okay, we can do that. But it can we can we can incorporate it into uh, some type of short rest if that's what you want to do. Is there something you want to do immediately about the vines? What is the course of action? You can see them very quickly spreading up the dome, but it does look like their their birth, for lack of a better term, out of the pools has slowed down significantly. As they are still creeping, and you can physically see them moving and covering the dome, but it's a very large dome. They got a lot of ground to cover, and you see it's still just tendrils that are just branching off of each other into smaller and smaller tendrils trying to interlace over each other and basically completely cover the dome. So think of it as like like all these different varying crisscrosses of of fairly thin lines as far as the 
surface area of the dome goes, trying to completely fill it in. So you do have some time. So I'm going to yell, let's land down there by dead Chucky. Let's see if we can come up with a solution for these, uh, these damn vines that are growing. Maybe one of the books has something in it. And I swoop down and, and land next to Chucky. I will follow his lead and say, Noble Steed, let's let's land for a moment. We're kind of going to forego some of these animal handling checks. For the time being, it seems like the uh, Pegasi are okay with the riders and the actions in which they want to take on them. So you land and you want to look over Chucky's body. Yes, I think we all do. So he has the two whips that he was wielding and that dark red pinkish hued coral armor that like if you if you look at him again it's very form fitting it's it was very clearly tailored to his body yeah and of course kind of now lying on the ground next to a, like a, an open hand that was gripping the harness that Eric was wearing it's laying on the ground I'll, I want to pick up those whips and take a look at them sure you can grab them so there's, there's these these coils, this um, black, it kind of looks like it feels and looks like leather, but they are this dark black. And again, on the inside of them, where the, like the inside of the curl, in which you see that they kind of have this natural curl to them. You can easily like furl them out and see these barbed, almost like, like fangs or, or kind of these hooks on the inside of it. And you kind of give your wrist a flick and it curls right back up, be able to bestowed very easily. Very nice. Okay, I'll take nice. those and step back. I want to inspect his I want to inspect his armor. I'm intrigued by how it covers his hump and like wondering if it just ends up form fitting to whoever's wearing it, you know, just kind of inspecting it for like magical magic. I mean, I guess I could cast a ritual for detect magic. If you'd if like, you, you sure you can. Sure. Okay, so that's going on with 10 minutes. What else is happening in these 10 minutes? Do we Are we taking a short rest? That would be my plan, yeah. Yeah, let's start the clock, should. I guess. Okay. Yeah. We, you can definitely I would do like that. to... Um, I think I have all the books in my bag of holding, don't I? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you do. So I will rummage through my bag of holding and try to find... And don't touch Danzig. Yes, giving Danzig a wide berth with my hand. <laughs> and I will try to find... Um, I forgot he was in there. <laughs> <laughs> Feet first. Body bag of holding. So I will pull out the... Um, I think it was Cosmology of the Prime Material is the book that we're looking for. And that sounds see right. And see if I can find a passage that would give us some information about these vines. Okay, about the infinity vines. All right. Um, Shakara, what are you doing during... Anything in particular during the short rest... I think I would just be impatient and wanting to get to the camp to try and figure out what's going on, and I probably would be asking Drag what we can do. In regards to... What can we do about these vines? How long do we have till the dome comes down? Well, I mean, like I said, I hope Falzerin can find some more information in in this book from Alamar's library, I, 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 I can't tell how long we have. I do hope the casters in which I've trained, they will feel the pressure of the vines in their casting. They may be able to 
reinforce themselves and their own will to to give us more time outside. But I, I have not prepared them for something like this. I, I've, I may have failed them again. I do not believe you have failed anyone. It is because of you that we are all here. Thank you, but I, I truly believe it is because of the four of you that Heraklion still stands. Falzarin, where is that book with the conversations? I have it right here. You're, you're free to look at it, Shakara. And I reach into my bag of holding and, and peruse it, give it to Shakara. I want to try and look through that some. Uh, Shaft, are you wanting to, wanting to inspect these whips? Yeah, I'm, I want to take a closer look at them. Okay, great. So that will take the course of your hour, right? So anybody, if you have hit dice left to roll, you can go ahead and do so. Anyone that will regain their hit points, uh, or sorry, uh, spell slots on a short rest, will get you will get your short rest. Mia, uh, ten minutes in, though, your detect magic very clearly picks up magic from this entire armor set. The whips and yes. whips that are in Shaft's hand that he's looking over as well. Okay. And that arm, like the oh, yes, satchel, right? Thank you. And, of course, the harness that Erica was wearing. <sighs> Alright, so I'm going to try to take the armor off him. Yeah, and Put it's, it, it looks like it doffs very much like a standard set of plate armor. As you peel it back, it doesn't change shape at all. It maintains the form that seems to fit mm-hmm. Chucky's body. You know, you reveal now his bare hunch unmoving hunch from his corpse. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of platinum in there? No, there's no platinum. In fact, you find negative oh, coppers. Sure. You all owe me 50 <laughs> gold now. <laughs> Alright, well, I will very cautiously after taking off my armor put that armor on within this hour. As you try, it's incredibly ill-fitting. It doesn't change to fit you. Mm. Uh, it doesn't feel. Co- it feels. It, it feels in, uh, incredibly uncomfortable to wear, as you yourself in mm. it, just the the way it's strapped and uh, to, to get to to contort yourself. You have to contort your own body to get into it. You you are, you know, uh, hunched way forward inside of it to even be able to to wear it, and how he managed to move and really use it. Clearly, an indication of just how used to he is, of you know his own body, right? Like it's still, yeah. He's, he's dealt with the mechanics of his Dang deformity it. for his entire life, kind of. Thing. Oh, it's useless, and I spend the whole hour doing that. Well, yeah, it, it'll take you ten to pry it off of him, and like ten to put it to take yours off, another ten to put it back onto you, another ten to put yours back on. So pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Frick. But you still do get your short rest, though. So you can roll hit dice, you gain back your divinities, whatever, right? Falzerin, looking through your book over the course of this hour, you do find information on the Infinity Vines. And it's it's not much. It doesn't seem like there is very much known. But like Dreg kind of mentioned, their natural habitat is wild space. And that's where they flourish. You find a passage saying that the reason that's where you can find them, where you can only find them, is as soon as they get into any type of atmosphere, they begin they begin to wither and wilt as they can't sustain themselves for very long in any type of, of oxygenated environment. 
and kind of comparing this passage to what you have witnessed in the the growth and the 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 rapidness of the growth it seems that they're clearly having trouble now that they're free and more and more of it gets exposed to the atmosphere the growth rate is reducing because of the atmosphere shaft your whips they function you know they're like finesse like a normal whip would be so you could potentially dual wield both of them they have a plus eight to hit okay they deal 2d4 plus five slashing and the target has to make a contested grapple check which would be contested with your athletics if the target is grappled you can then use a bonus action to send uh, like this you know that pulse that you saw to deal 2d12 poison damage to the grappled target. Nice. And again, they can spend their action to make a contested grapple check to escape. Okay. To escape. (laughs) (laughs) Don't change now, Mm -hmm. Leland. There you go. Never let anyone change. (laughs) Shakara, this book with the enormous amounts of tiny writing cover to cover inside of it, where are you beginning? At the beginning? Towards the end. Towards the end. There's a lot of inane conversations, right? It's every conversation that anybody within Heraklion has ever had in the past three years. There's a lot of stuff there. And it seems to be strangely limited to the city limits. Like, there are a few names that you would recognize, obviously, like names of the elders, some conversations between some elders um you you find note of an instance in uh, only about six months ago or so that geneva left the keep went down to the port but then continuing your, your read pages afterwards there's nothing there's no no record of any subsequent conversations that she would have had at the port so you can kind of put together like there seems to be some type of blind spot right so you're not you're not getting everything. You're getting everything within the city walls, it seems like, basically. You can certainly surmise that much. But, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of writing in here, and you don't seem to glean very much. Is, is there maybe specific names that you are kind of maybe, you know, glance, glossing over it? You know how you kind of skim, skim read a little bit? Is there something maybe specific that you, wanna, you want to keep track of? All stuff. And Alamar and Isabella. Okay, great. Well, actually, right at the very end, the very, very last page, about halfway through, you do see a conversation between Isabella and Alstoff. And it seems to have taken place during that initial siege in which you helped repel the invaders and get this shell back up. And it does seem that Isabella immediately fled to Alstoff's to seek refuge when the city was under attack. And as far as any, like, specifics or, like, smoking guns, I don't know what you would think would be a smoking gun, but, like, they clearly have a relationship. There's clearly this, like, higher, you know, like, as if, almost like Alstoff works, you know, quotations, works for Isabella, but clearly Isabella commands Alstov, Alstov will listen to what Is- Isabella requests of him, that kind of that kind of thing. Okay. It's actually what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so you you just judging by what the record here, you like you know that Isabella's probably at Alstoff's. Right, and, and was during the siege. I mean, you you find the conversation that Shaft and Alstoff had too when you were outside of his shop, right, yelling through the door. You find yeah. all this record of, of what you, you all were saying as well. Okay, anything about Alamar and looking for his potion? Near the end of the book, uh, no. You 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 actually do find a passage, though, because of that morning. You recall uh, Geneva telling you how angry Alamar was, and you find, like, the writings of him being frustrated with other people as, you know, if he's by himself, unless he speaks out loud to himself, the book doesn't capture that record kind of thing. But, yeah, you clearly can see the frustration in some of the very curt and, and almost, you know, overblown at the slightest kind of inconvenience right at that time that Alamar was going through is clearly he had many other things on his mind and was <laughs> pissed off about a lot of things. <laughs> that kind of thing. And, oh, yes, uh, so you're kind of in this general time frame, right? Right around where the siege happened. You, you find the passage, you find a passage of Geneva speaking to Gundar in the lecture hall, it seems, uh, just given by some of the context, you know, how she she comes and asks him how his lecture went and that kind of thing. And then a, a quick exchange, like the conversation almost like abruptly ends. And then there's an exchange between Geneva and like a deep scion lackey, like a, another Heracleonian about, you know, getting to the, getting to the anchor point kind of thing. And then quickly after there's her a similar conversation to Sybil as if she's coming in and like distracting the two of them while the other deep scions can like get them and gank them basically kind of thing. Right. So you're just all these things that, you know, happen, but confirmation. Right. But again, around that same time, there doesn't seem to be anything, any conversation with Alamar taking part at all. So very clearly, again, kind of being able to tell that it's within the city walls he very clearly either wasn't in the city at all during this time or wasn't speaking to a single person, which seems unlikely given his status in Heracleon. Well, and Drag did tell us that he saw him at the port. That would have been around that same time. Exactly, that's right. Obviously, there's a lot of information here that could be gleaned, and an hour gives you only so much, right? Right. I'm going to keep the book. I'm not going to give it back to Falls or anything. Okay. Hmm. Suck on that thought. So evil of you. <laughs> <laughs> the Pegasus He's distracted and doesn't notice. <laughs> Short rest is over. So I, I envision you sitting there deciding what spells you want to prepare, right? As I'm looking at the whips and, and we're all sort of sitting there together. And as we're talking about what our next thing we're going to do, that might help you decide on what spells you want to take. That's very, very true. I also, sorry, those whips too do require attunement, and you ah. can require you can attune to both of them as a pair, so they don't they don't. That's good. Two of them won't take up two slots. You can one slot for for to use both. Ah. Of them. Okay. What's the plan? Yes, these these vines. With Falzerin's reading, what? How can we take advantage of this? Well, I I have learned a bit. We might be able to use it to our advantage. I don't know. These vines, they, they're not very fond of being in our atmosphere. It, it seems, from what I understand, that they thrive in the wild space. And, and because they're now being exposed to our atmosphere, that, that is why they aren't spreading and growing quite so rapidly. They, it says that they wither when they're exposed to, 
to air. I, I Fantastic. Uh, There's uh, air all over the place. Blow on them? We don't have to worry about these at all. Well, it it doesn't seem to affect them enough to completely stop what's happening. I don't know if... We have if... to cut them off from the summoning pools. Yes, that would probably do the trick. Well, I think whatever's in the summoning pool is allowing them to be able to thrive enough that they can, they're counteracting the effect of atmosphere Is it like a portal them. and they're pulling it through from someplace else? I don't know. Fortunately, there's only about 200 cultists between us and them. That's the problem. We, we don't, I don't think we stand a chance to go in there and try and make it to the summoning pools and, and cut these vines in the state that we're in right now. Well, perhaps we can slow their growth enough for them to perish? Uh, How? I, I, I'm not the damage dealer here. I don't know much about plants, but I think you kill them with the root. That's true. Perhaps. I, I, I suppose if we can fly with these these marvelous beasts, we could perhaps do something from the air? The, the only issue is if there are any within the camp that that would be able to target us from that distance, we would be in trouble. But from the air, we could shoot fire. We can. And lightning. But we're, we won't be impervious if there are any people on the ground who can, who are perhaps archers or spellcasters that, that are able to fight at range that could hit us. And the cannons. I forgot about yes, the they, cannons. Yes, they do have the cannons, but the, the city's quite large. I mean, the, the dome stands nearly 150 feet at its tallest point, I mean, we could surely get there, fly higher than their cannons can fire, and come back down. We would have to go through this storm, it seems. But I, I think we should take a, a closer look at what is happening at the top of the dome. I am open for that. I, I think we should be relatively safe up there. We're, we'll be far away from this small army outside the city gates what what are you what's your what are you worried about Drake? I, I we just sure we have more knowledge from the book but I am more of a hands-on kind of wizard I would like to inspect them myself I've never seen an, an infinity vine yes we could we could go up you're right Drake. if you know they've already started to to climb their way across this dome and they're far enough away from the army that we could go and inspect the vines without being in range of anyone on the ground. If we use these these pegasi to fly. I, I believe it's pronounced pegasuses, but good try. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, I, I, I apologize, Drake. Yes, that, that sounds like a good enough plan to me. I don't have an alternative uh, plan in mind, so... Unless no, anyone else does. Mayhaps Drag should ride with either Falzerin or Shaft. Yes, that's a good point. I, I saw that that your steed seems to be a little Just bit Just so skittish. that there isn't as much weight on one horse. Oh, <laughs> right. You can ride with me, right, pal. Shakara. Um, unless someone objects, I'll take this this arm that Erica was wearing this this armor that Chucky was wearing is useless uh i don't want it i have no i have no use for it i don't know that i want it either but it's 
something I don't want them to have. That's so a good point. It. I mean, if we leave it here, there's the possibility that someone comes along and puts it to use against us. So you're just gonna put it in your bag? I'm not gonna put it on. It's been an hour and. Uh, before we leave, I want to take out that silver disc that we found in the tent and just take a look at it, and see if it. I can figure out what it is or what it does. Sure. Um, looking at it, it is incredibly smooth. The edge of it tapers off to nearly a point. It's still rounded along the edge. It kind of looks like, like a discus, almost. That's about the size of what it is. It doesn't seem like there are any types of markings or even any creases in it, as if it is a solid piece. Okay. I just, you know, sort of throw it up in the air a little bit, spin it around, see if anything happens with it as I uh, investigate. Nothing happens with it as you're playing with it. I'll go, hey, Falzern, catch! And I throw it over to him. So I grab it. Um, as I'm examining it, could I make an arcana check to see if there's seems it seems to have any magical properties I can do? Yeah, you can try. Uh, 15. There's clearly some type of magic uh, within it, but it currently appears to be inert. Well, Shaft, there's there's something unique about this. It, it I, I, Somehow it could potentially have some power. I don't know. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it. I wouldn't throw it away. I, I think it's special. No, throw it back. Just don't throw it too high. So I... Uh, Can I look at it? Uh, sure. I suppose. So I throw it to Mia. Mia, as you... As you touch it, can you roll me a constitution saving throw, please? Uh-oh. I'm next to Shakar, right? <laughs> so that's a 13. You feel like there's this there's this spark as you catch it in your hand, but it, land, it jumps from you into it, and you feel your HP is drained by five points as this lightning kind of lances into it. It still... It doesn't. It doesn't react in any other way, but it seems to like drain some of this electrical power from you. Huh. I wanted to do a check to see if I recognized it from like any of the Niyogi stuff, like if it was like a spaceship key. Like a history. Check uh, sure, you could do a history check. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of, but that's an eighteen. You in your brief time in that Niyogi ship uh, over a year ago, it doesn't remind you of any of the the kind of broken pieces in some of the more intact section of which you saw. It, do, it doesn't remind you of anything uh, Niyogi-based. None of that technology. Okay, well, I chuck it back at Shaft. Ugh! That thing drains me of my lightning! I don't want this! It's a lightning drainer? I don't know, it must... It's like... I don't know, it just took some of my energy from me. That's Dang fascinating. It. Yes, I, I, there's something about it. I don't. I can't quite tell what it is, Shaft. I would just hang on to it. Are you all finished yeah, playing okay. with the disc? Well, yes. I wasn't playing. I, I, think, I think speaking of items we've picked up, we should probably retrieve that eye. We have vines attacking the city. Yes. I was admittedly curious about who these people we just killed are. But perhaps we don't have the time. Well, if Falzerin thinks he has the time, he can get the eye. Uh, cl clearly, there's history among some of you. 
he kind of motions over to Erica. Which her body's still quite far away from where you landed and downed Chucky. And he then kind of turns to me out. Well, what would that creature want with you? I, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. They didn't seem to really want to kill me. Kayla Kina, that creature in the pentagonal structure, it wants you as well. What? Kralakina wants me? That is what she said, yes. Mayhaps to use against Thor. I have some suspicions. I mean, Mia, you have some celestial heritage. Perhaps there's something to do with that. I was too busy fighting. I didn't even hear that part about the Kraken. Oh. Yes, we need to be careful, one way or another. And... It doesn't seem like they have a replacement vessel as he turns to Shaft. No. Why you of any of us? Must be something in our bloodline. We're good vessels. (laughs) 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 There is power in heritage. Yeah. And a name. Names. I've heard that too, yes. Maybe they needed a creature that would fit in the barrel. Halflings are small. True. Well, that's very reductive. (laughs) Yeah, that is a good point, yeah. That is a bit reductive. So, I do have a couple other things we may want to look at before we take off, just to see if it might be of some value. And I reach in, and I pull out Surma's wand, and I hand it over to Falzrin. What is this? Uh, This is what... I used down when we were uh, we were taking a little swim. Ah, so this is responsible for those interesting little friends that well, talked about. Maybe if somebody knows how to use it, it might come in handy. Maybe you can kill some weeds with it. Well, I I certainly can can take a look and perhaps deduce what it does. Um, it it looks like some sort of wand. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll in our counter. And yeah, as he hands it over to you, it's this twisted, like, ebony tentacle shaped into a wand. That is a nat 20. So that would be a 27, I want to say? 26. Yes, you absolutely, this is a wand, and it does serve as, like, an arcane focus. And it makes sense, like, if Surma was a spellcaster, that she would be using this. It's very clear that it was used to channel power similar to what you've been granted by Isabella like uh, like a warlock like you can clearly tell this is what because Surma was using this specific type of wand that she was a warlock and she was wielding similar power to what was granted or what can be granted right that that both you and Shakara take advantage of so what's it do so does it, it doesn't necessarily have any um... doesn't have any specific magical properties and as you hold it in your hand, it does seem, again, much like the disc while you were touching it and examining it, inert. Is it valuable? I would assume it has some value. Now, how would it have done anything for Shaft if it's a... if it's inert? Good question, Falzern. So, I hand that my hand out. Line. You know Shaft, back. and I give it back to him, th- thinking yep. about about 
what I've learned about it. I, Are you trying to split I the wonder <laughs> if perhaps it had a charge and you used the last one. Other Otherwise, um, it doesn't make much sense that it would have worked for you earlier. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll see if somebody else can figure it out. And, and I sort of stuck it into my jacket and I pull out a different one. This one is sort of, uh, it's black and it's it looks a little little yes. different. I go, does this one do anything? And this is the one that I got from Sybil. So I, I think I would recognize this wand, would I not? Yes, all of you have seen Sybil constantly. Every time you saw Sybil, she is nervously fiddling with this wand. R.I.P. Sybil Siblings. So yeah, you 100% F's, F's recognize it as being her F's in chat. <laughs> So for sure, Shaft was using the other yes, wand. He was using though. Serma's wand. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. My, you do have quick fingers. Hey, if this can help us, it's uh, well, we can use it. If not, then I'm gonna do what I do best and see where I can get the most money out of this thing. That sounded like a proposition, Shakara. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did. Now I'm all worried about what Shaft is. What? So, Falzerin, you could do a similar check on this wand, and you come to a, basically a kind of a very similar conclusion that it's an arcane focus, right? And you can tell that this the, the power in which was wielded with it is akin to your wizard abilities, right? Like it was this wand. This is a wizard's wand. Okay. Whereas Serma's wand was more of yes. Again, Serma's more specifically came from another source outside of the arcane traditions that wizards practice. So will this one help? Well, Chef, this is this is more similar to something a wizard like myself would use. We call it an arcane focus. It's doesn't necessarily have any power in and of itself, but it could be used by a wizard to who help them stabilize their power and, and access it. I would assume it, it has some value. I wouldn't throw it away or discard it. All right, well, you can hang on to it for now. We'll talk about split sure. later. That that's fair. That's all I got. I don't think I have anything else that I've uh that would come in handy. Anybody else have anything? I mean, the eyeball I dropped. It. I have nothing. I don't really want to figure out this arm right now. I, I mean, this vine is growing faster every minute. Yeah, we're trying to I'm trying to find out anything we can do to kill it with what we have. And if we don't have any options, then then I guess we just fly up there and see well, what we can this, do. This eye should be on our way back. I don't see why we can't make a quick dip down to grab it. We just need to retrace out the path that we came. Yeah, you can find it. That's not a problem. I jump up on the Pegasus, and then I pat behind it on behind me and go, Come on, Drag, hop on, buddy. Drag gets on. So everyone but Shakara has no problem hopping on their Pegasus. Shakara, you want to make me a dexterity saving throw to get on? As it, again, it, almost like, like that involuntary reaction from this beast. Seven? It bucks you right off, and you fall to the stone. No damage, though. I mean, your armor would reduce any of the minimal damage you take <laughs> anyways, really. Get up, and I'm not looking at the others. I don't want to see any judgment in their eyes. And I will walk up to the front of the Pegasus. Please, we need your help. We need, we all need to 
defeat these vines and save the city. Could Mia say something to the sure. Pegasus? Sure, so... Communicate to Herafina, I'll get Shakara to roll me a persuasion check. And Mia, if you want to aid her and give me, say something as well, you can absolutely do that. For sure. What would Mia say? I would just see what happened and think to myself, Herafina, Thor, she's, she's helping. I don't, I don't know why you don't want her to come with us. And I don't know why you have a problem with her, but just, we need her help. Let her... Let her ride the Pegasus. What is your check, Shakara? 17. You see, I mean, you, like, it's very clearly like this intelligence eyes that make contact with you as you were speaking to it, Shakara. And it gives its head a slight bow as you, were, as you finish speaking to it. And you can attempt to climb back on if you'd like. I will. And it seems to have no problem with you climbing aboard. Good. Okay. And I will tentatively kind of rub its neck. Say, thank you. Quietly to it. <laughs> As you do, those Dendar brands on your forearm kind of, they, they begin to light up, right? And as you're kind of stroking the Pegasus's mane, they begin to dim. And kind of this heat beneath your hand, almost originally from the Pegasus itself, kind of seeps into your palm as the, the light recedes from your brands. But other than that, nothing else happens. Pegasus doesn't buck you off. It doesn't seem to uh, have any negative reaction to your your, your your strokes. Do I feel any different? You feel... I don't know. How would you feel? There's no like physical uh, physical effects on you currently, but... It's very strange. Yes, it was very strange. Like, is this like a permanent dim or just like... Momentary? Well, her brands themselves don't always shine. It's just, as she's taking this action, mm -hmm. they light up. And the effects of this Pegasus seem to dim their effect. Kind of like the two sides fighting? Oh, kind of. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I will uh, kind of look around, make sure nobody else saw that. <laughs> okay. I would like to make a contested uh, perception check. <laughs> Too late. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay, what's happening? I think you're about to say that um, Falzerin's scabulet also lighted up and fell off onto the floor. <laughs> lighted up. It lighted up. <laughs> well, lighted despite up. the physical rooting of your scabulet and power granted to you mentally you're not quite as accustomed and and, and taking advantage of it uh, like Shakara is so that's kind of where the difference lies gotcha gotcha obviously nothing your characters would necessarily know right because most of this is between Shakara and herself kind of thing right? mm -hmm. she herself and her <laughs> Yep, and the Pegasus now too. <laughs> so let's let's go let's check out go these vines. Fly a kite. I've had that in my head as well. Up to the high. Giddy up. Height. And again, effortless grace in these Pegasi taking flight. As even through your whole short rest, they haven't been on the ground. Like I said, they don't like to be on the ground. They've been up and alight 
and you you know you've kind of were able to call them down back as you're ready to get on it and and get out of here be flying up into the storm how high yes. do you think you want to go how high is the uh, how high is the dome? storm where are the vines <laughs> well you said the peak of the dome is 150 feet right yeah that's what Drake said yeah and the storm is you know uh, several hundred feet above that like it's not like incredibly low lying like the conjuration from like Mia's thing right but if you're afraid of like the cannons range you wouldn't you wouldn't know what the range of the cannons are but you have seen them being fired from at least 300 feet away and hitting a target we fired them before you have but yeah you were like less than 100 feet away from what you were shooting at right oh yeah 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 that's true I think it's okay. I think it's well, safest to give a very 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 wide berth to this army and the cannons and and fly high and then come back down on top of the dome sort of thing. Okay, you can do that. Why don't you all make me a handling check though? As you get closer to this storm, you know, still st- strikes of lightning coming down that are not being controlled by Mia. Clearly, another entity's form of stormation. Oh snap. Mia can handle her animals. <laughs> uh, 15 for Falzern. It's a 24. Mm. 13 for Shaft. 12 for Sharkara. You are all fine. Now it seems these, these Pegasi are getting accustomed to you as their riders. As even the short time that you've been with them, there seems to be some kind of bond maybe be forming between you and them. And like oh, with yes. like uh, some of the knowledge checks we had, previously for some of them anybody that had rolled above that 14 you also kind of know like you know the because of their intelligence that's that's kind of what these these creatures do right they they're obviously very accustomed to or or they're drawn to those of good alignment uh, but they're also very quick quick to bond with said riders i name mine peggy i like it peggy one two three and four (laughs) <laughs> well i'm half peggy half half peg you're a half no. peg. you're, you're half one peg. and a half you're a half peg <laughs> one and a half with, with drag on there with you well that's true one and a half yeah peg. but he's not okay. part of the party right like <laughs> no so you can get up and over and down below you as you come down kind of out of you know, this lo- the lowest lying of these clouds above the city. You see the mass of the forces in the encampment now gathering around the cannons as it seems they're just watching these vines take place and preparing the attack, basically, to swarm in mm-hmm. against them once they hope, of course, the shell is, is, is destroyed. Does anyone look like they're in charge? Um, it doesn't... Well, from this height, I mean, you can't pick out any individual people, really. Um, but it doesn't, it just it's just like this front line of people. And I will say, like, when you were first witnessing the actual vines being summoned, the same kind of front line had already started to form, right? So as possibly they're acting on orders that they were given before some untimely deaths of the people that were leading but anyways, you come down to the top of the dome and you can see that the vines have made it just over halfway coverage of this dome. And that's still like this crisscrossy coverage. So it's not like 
half exactly 50% of the dome is completely blacked out by these vines, but the growth itself has at least reached about to the midpoint of this, this curve of the dome, right? Still patches of the vines trying to grow and split and work their way into to, to completely encompass this shell. As you fly down, you are unimpeded by any can fire or anything like that. Almost able to use like the, the storm uh, as cover coming up and around this encampment, right? And so do you want to dip right down to the shell itself? How close do you want to get to the vines? Are you landing on the shell? What would you like to do? I'd want to stay probably 20, 30 feet above and watch the vines, see how they're growing, what they're doing, just sort of get an idea. That makes sense. As you get close, uh, this 20 to 30 foot hover above them, you can see that like they're where they're splitting, it's almost like they split reach and then they begin to wither that this kind of dark green comes and fades into more of a gray and a black almost if they're like like you're watching like a time-lapse piece of fruit like rot before your eyes but then there's kind of this resurgence of growth that overlaps the decaying section and then and it repeats it's almost like it's kind of coming coming in waves waves of growth as these tendrils are reaching out dying and then what's growing from behind it catching up to the end of the growth right and then resurging it a little a few inches further so still visibly able to see the growth and the progression it's making but clearly the atmosphere is affecting it like it's it's being affected by something and from your readings mm -hmm. it's clear that it is like the air is it's not doing well in the air mm -hmm. hmm shall we I can fireball. Do you believe it will have any effect? I, I, I do not know. Will it slow this growth? I mean, look at it. It's clearly struggling. Would it... It, it might burn the dead stuff. Be better to fireball at the base. That is a good question. That would mean getting close to the front line and the cannons. We should find out what elements affect it. Yes, it might not be a bad idea to use some of our, perhaps, cantrips to test out what it might be vulnerable to. I, I could I could use a, a fire-based cantrip and see how it reacts. I could try and make friends with it. <laughs> could, Can you speak I to could, plants? I could speak <laughs> yeah. kindly to it. Oh my goodness. Soothing. Uh, Dread Dred kind of like takes what you say, Falder, and he kind of like chuckles to himself. Perhaps I've I've been out in the field for too long. That's a much more sensible choice. Okay, so why don't why don't I try that? I will um, I will target some of these vines and shoot a firebolt at it. See if see what sort of reaction I get to that. Absolutely. And the spot that you hit very quickly burns away, and the so the, so the new growth that's surging catches right and burns. Uh, burning away to reveal the, the decay beneath and then that continues to burn and the spot in which you know kind of this this smallish radius just because of it's a, it's a firebolt right this radius of, around the impact point the growth like it's because the growth is always making progress the growth no longer makes progress where you've damaged it here and then a few seconds pass and it catches back up kind of thing right you know you want to kind of can you understand yeah. what I'm trying to it depict? It stalls it yeah. for a bit. Yes, exactly. That's right. And then it 
that that wave of resurgence growth overtakes the spot that you've damaged, and it continues to make its progress across the safety shell. Well, it it certainly hinders it, but I'm not sure we have the um, firepower um, to completely stop the growth over the city. What about your dragon? At least not from <laughs> not from up here. I, I I do think if we could get to its source, get to the base of these vines, we might be able to damage them fully enough to halt the growth. But there's just there's too many of them down there. We would be overwhelmed by all of the cultists. What What about the cannons that we have inside the city? If we were to take the dome down, we the cannons can shoot fire. You suggest we go into the city drop the dome and fire... I don't know. I'm just spitballing activating here. Activating it before the army hits the city? That is seems very risky. Okay, then let's go steal some cannons and man them from outside the walls. I get it only slow it down, really. Can you freeze it? Is there... How does light... You want me to try to freeze it? Could, it yeah, I'll, let, I'll cast a ray of frost and see, see if we can observe what that does to it. And so you hit one of these tendrils, and like at this point, the tendrils—they're still like the thickness of, like your like an arm kind of thing. Like they're still very thick, and like if they were to get a hold of you, you feel like they—it's almost like the the size and thickness of like a constrictor snake or something, right? As they're kind of wiggling, that's maybe what it reminds Shaft that that fear of snakes. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm staying twenty to thirty <laughs> foot away, so. I'm but okay. your frost hits one of these tendrils, and it immediately freezes from the impact and the freezing effect goes up the this tendril a, a couple of feet freezing it and where the resurgence of growth happens right from the the point where it's unfrozen backwards almost down the this tendril the atmospheric effect is almost amplified as it begins to decay even pressing against the growth resurgence until finally your the the effects of, like the ice you know it kind of shatters and melts away and that growth again stalled out but over time comes back well we know that that dealing cold damage to this and fire damage both are effective but the scale that we would need i think we need to cut it off at its source but we're back to the same problem there's too many of them down there. We can't take on an entire army. Those cultists have no leadership, at least. I mean... Here, let me try. I, like, pick my hammer up. Am I close enough to, like, touch it, or would I have to chuck my hammer? Uh, well, if you're up with Shaft, you could throw it and and hit the vines. Let's throw my hammer at the vines and see what lightning does. And at the, yeah, at the impact point of your hammer, a very similar effect happens. It's just, it's seeming like damaging it slows the progression. And maybe some types of damage are more effective than others, but any bit of that damage hinders the growth. Falzerin, do you have a bigger cold spell? I could cast Sleet Storm. I have two scrolls. It's it's not going to cover enough area. I think whatever we throw at it, it's just going to slow it down. I got an idea. Why don't we take this mirror that I got back to Erica's dead body and then one of us go into the camp and tell him to stop stop doing it. 
Stop the growth. I like that plan. What would be our reasoning for... I don't know. They're not going to question Erica, yeah. are they? Perhaps not. I do not know. Are we able to use the mirror to turn into other people? Yeah, you just like got to hold it. I think you got to hold Sorrow. it in front of somebody's face for a while, right? That's the way That's it worked right. before. We could all become Thunder McScruggins. To what point? Do we get to blend in? We look like cultists. Just look dumb like him. I mean, obviously we don't have the power to stop what's already happening. We just have to somehow make it stop coming out of the damn pit. What if they cannot stop it either? What if once it's started, there is no stopping? I don't know. Maybe if somebody goes in as Erica, we can find out. I feel like they could at least shoot the cannons at it, you know, like right at the pools. Yeah, maybe, maybe you, maybe she could tell them to do that. Well, why don't you f fly back and you become Erica, and Falzerin and Drag could stay here and shoot spells at it to slow the growth. That could work. Uh... That is an option. I, I, I don't like to split up, but. Well, I got Drag on my back here. Let's uh. Let's, we already. I don't think we're gonna be able to slow it down that much. I mean, from the time they hit that he hit it with the spell to the time it started regrowing, uh, does it seem like it would be a uh, a wasted effort to sit there with a cantrip and continue to just beat well, on this thing slowly? With a bigger spell, there was a bigger spell they could use. Well, he's only got so many spell slots. He has yeah, to from, use from the point of impact, uh, depending on like there's a variance between the types of damage, but. Anywhere between 5 and 15 seconds of waiting for their growth to catch back up after impact. Oh. That's not working. Cantrip it, a second. In no time, I'll have so the whole thing cleared. So it's like cantrip, 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 cantrip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just doesn't cantrip buy that every much six time. seconds. No. Okay, guys. I think I look at Peggy. I think I think we need to go down there. It's, I think it's our only option at this point. Unless there's some we way to. We should have used the mirror during our short rest. I hate that stupid armor. Wasted all my time. I just thought about it. I know. Yeah, me too. The idea hadn't ugh, occurred to me either. Stupid hunchback. Let's go. And I turn the Pegasus around and head back to try to find Erica's body. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely get back up into the storm. For the storm, let's make some more animal handling checks. Unless you would not care about using it as cover and you'd want to risk <laughs> flying over the encampment. I wasted my 20 on this. Yeah, 23. 16 13 again. Alright, you are all fine and can yes, easily get back to uh, Erica's body. And it just takes you 10 minutes to capture her likeness in the Mirror of Metamorphosis. Let's okay. capture Sardo and Charles. It's only one, one at a time, is it not? Yeah, it is 10 minutes per capture. But it can only hold one person's image? No, it can hold, but remember, it, it only has five forever. charges. Oh, mm. how many have we used? I do believe you've used two. So Erica would be three yeah. and Sardo would be four. Yeah. So somebody... Shaft and Falzring can become Erica and Sardo, and the rest of us will stay up high out of sight. Hand him the mirror. There you go. But, go to town, buddy. But Falzerin looks like a cultist. I, I don't want to sit in the, in the back then seat Mia, of this. Then Mia, you become either Erica or Sardo. 
falls her and shrugs and I'm, I'm happy for you to do it if you'd like to, Mia. Well, couldn't you just wear someone else's robe and, and come with us? I could try, yes. Yeah, I could try to blend in. Then Drag and I will stay up out of sight. So you've taken 20 minutes to capture Erica's and Sardo's image, right? That's the plan. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, you're right. so. So, Mia, you're going to change into Erica. Shaft, you're going to change into Sardo. Other well, way. I thought it was opposite. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I want to do the talking. Yeah, let's. Yeah, exactly. Let's John's going to do the talking. Right, Played so our Shaft, strong suits here. Shaft is Erica. Yeah, exactly. Mia is Sardo. And that's our show. If you're not already, be sure to follow us at Incorrigible Par on Twitter, Incorrigible Party on Instagram and Facebook. And you can go to incorrigibleparty.com for world lore and PC information. And we've recently started adding some maps there as well. Incorrigible Party is generously sponsored and made possible by Critical Hit Design. For any of your design needs, visit criticalhitdesign.com. All ambient sound and music is provided by Tabletop Audio. And our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can reach him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!